the game. Do you got like an intro music? Yeah, yeah, that's what's going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear nothing. No, you don't need to hear it. You should listen back to it. Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church Matters. This is episode 84. I'm Forced Hall. I'm Stuart. Andrews, right? You don't need to know what yeah, that is. I mean, they do need to know it. Okay. Uh, Real Church Matters, of course. You can search us on uh, I, I, what is it? iTunes Podcast or SoundCloud. Follow us, like us, subscribe to us, listen to us. Sorry to rush through this. This is my fourth time doing this. We didn't started it a couple times. Um, but yeah, spread the word about us. You asked the question. You asked what got, what got you doing this podcast. Yeah. So what happened was, and I mean, I shared this at the beginning, but 84 episodes later, it doesn't hurt to uh, share it again, I guess. But what happened was I was, you know, teaching, reading the Bible and all that stuff. And I kind of realized I wasn't really sharing it. I just was like sitting amongst myself and downloading all this information to my brain. And then I was sharing it at church, but I mean, if you count, that's about 20, 30 people Mm -hmm. tops. So I was thinking, like, how could I get the information out to more people? Because the more people I talked to, uh, the less enthused they were about church. And for weird reasons, if they understood the truth, maybe they'd be able to make a better decision. So... I started with just texting a bunch of people. Anybody I knew, I would text them scriptures and lessons. Mm-hmm. So I would do that every day. Mm-hmm. So I, what I did was I called it a sermon a day. Mm-hmm. And I literally recorded myself talking on my iPhone, mm-hmm. a three-minute sermon, every single day for a whole year. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. Yes. Dedication. That is Dedication. And I was ready to go for a whole nother year, and then it hit my heart like, no. Almost like that was training. For this. For this, yeah. So then the podcast popped up. All right, well, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, started it with Antoinette, and she was used to listening to me talk her ear off. Mm-hmm. So just seemed like the natural progression to just cut microphones on. Um, but yeah, and, and now it's going on almost two years and a few months yeah. of the podcast. So pretty proud of it. Just happy to uh, do exactly what was set on my heart to do and watch it grow. And it's helping other people. And if it's helping just one person, I'm down with it. So yeah, did that help? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make me take it more serious. Oh, man. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, continue to uh, just be Stuart. But you said you wanted to talk about something, so in episode 84, uh, tell us what you wanted to talk about. Uh, just from... You give your, the backstory and yeah, all that. Your mother, your mother preached uh, last Sunday, and then you had your lesson on Tuesday. So just what I took from it and what I thought about it. and What did just, you take from it? Just... Don't don't paraphrase like we talking now. Yeah, yeah. The whole hour uh, she, she uh she said that uh Jesus started you know 
preaching or whatever at the age of 12. So that just kind of made me feel a certain way being 28. And if he could do it at 12, then that just means that I could do more or do better. Yeah. And then... Um, one way of looking at it, I like that. Yeah. And then um, you said that... Uh, oh, Lord, what did I say? <laughs> on Tuesday, you said Jesus suffered, you know, from every affliction of the body that we do. Meaning, you know, anxiety, depression, moods. Temptation. Uh, temptation. And I just never thought that he did, you know. So it just had me thinking, like, yeah, you know, if he can go through everything that I'm going through, like literally, yeah, from lust to just any vices, gambling, whatever. Then, like, <laughs> I don't know if Jesus was rolling craps. Well, in the, maybe in the back I mean, alley, it could but. even be like you know, laziness or like I said, moodiness or anxiety yeah. or depression, like all of those things. If he can suffer. If he felt those feelings, you know, those emotions and still, you know, got up every day and, you know, lived positive and, you know, lived without sin. Like it just makes you think that you uh, are giving yourself an excuse, like you're giving yourself a crush, like, oh, that's why I don't do this or I'm not feeling it today or yeah. I'm not as pure I'm not as as holy so I can't do it but now it's not really an excuse that's interesting that you see Jesus's humanity yeah as motivation yeah. to emulate his deity yeah like to and that's interesting that you take it that way because you you always hear people approach it from a certain way they say yeah I'm a Christian but I'm still human yeah yeah but you so like it's like a spin it's like yeah reverse. you like reversing it yeah. you like yeah, he's Jesus, but he's also us. How come he's more Jesus than us if he's yeah. us? Right. So that's crazy. So I, there's some scriptures to go with it. Um, the first scripture I think will help you the most, Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Yeah. So bang. Dude. Bang, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Like he know what we're going through. <laughs> yeah. he, feel, he, feel, he, he feel our pain. Not yeah. just from the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a second and think about that. Like, the question isn't so much, did Jesus get horny? <laughs> the question is, or the answer to that is, I don't know if he did, but I do know he sympathizes with the fact that you did. Yeah. And isn't that enough? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he understands me. Yeah. But people wear with that because they feel like just because you understand them, that you should be sympathetic to why they do it. Yeah. But that's not the way he sympathizes with us. It's like he understands what we're going through and sympathizes, but he knows what we can do. Mm -hmm. He knows we can be better than that. Mm -hmm. So it's, this scripture says that we do have a high priest, Jesus, who is uh, able to sympathize with our weaknesses he is one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Yeah. So like I said, that scripture kind of encapsulates it. Mm -hmm. It's Paul writing about Jesus and he says, he was tempted in every way we are. Mm -hmm. Every way, shape and form. I truly believe that for a man who had people chasing him, he was so popular because of what he was doing. Yeah. I truly believe that this man 
Yeah. Had women throw themselves at him. I know it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And have money thrown at him. Money thrown and at him. Opportunities. Opportunities. Uh, uh, prestige or power I believe thrown that. at him. I believe he had yeah. all of those things. And, and I know if I'm <laughs> got a following <laughs> like that and that's the being thrown at me, I'm. You can Gonna imagine take it, yeah. when we ain't never turn fishes yeah. and the loaves, fishes and loaves yeah. into a million. Just imagine after that went down. After <laughs> like, that, after he fed all them people, what, can you imagine what happened next? Like just a few little talents that I have. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes where like we go to an event and people see our video, mm-hmm. and you just gonna get like tons of people, and they always got a business card, and they like, hey man, I like we should partner up, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff. I can imagine. After he fed them, somebody came to him like, hey, like if you got all the supply of fish and loaves, we can start a, a fish market. We can, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we can start a restaurant. Yeah, exploit, exploit these, uh, these miracles. Gifts, yeah. These miracles. Like, that, that's, we know that he had to have endured a lot of things. Even to the point that there's sometimes in the scriptures where it said Jesus hid from people. Yeah. And ran from people. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think I think we set ourselves up A lot of times When it comes to that Is that we enjoy people Being in our face Yeah We kind of We kind of enjoy That attention And It's a quote Like from Michael Jordan <laughs> what, what Michael said Because he You know <laughs> We Make a god out of him yeah. But he said Because of Because uh, of who he was He not allowed To like have a bad day So if he didn't feel right he wouldn't go in public because to him it's just a regular day, but to a person who like, oh, I just met Michael Jordan, you know, he didn't want to give him a bad impression, you mm. know, because it's so, such a big moment for them, yeah. you know, so. It's an interesting perspective. Yeah, so I, I can, yeah, I can understand if God was like, I got to hide from people. Yeah, he and he literally did. Like, for, it wasn't always because they was trying to kill him. Like, there was times where he had to dip because they were trying to kill him. Yeah. But there was times where he dipped just because he knew, like, they would just chase him for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. And, so, and sometimes, I guess we can take a lesson from that, even though that's not what we was talking about. But we can take a lesson from that. Not ev- all attention is good, good attention. attention. Yeah. And sometimes we put people in a bad place where, like, one time Jesus turned around and told them, like, y'all not here for me. Y'all here for the miracles. Yeah. And like sometimes we have to put people on blast like that. Just yeah. be like, yo, I know why you really here. Yeah. And I want to put a stop to it. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of guys, especially, mm-hmm. we know why people are there. Yeah. But and we just like enjoy this that's the cheese on the trap. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're like, exactly. That's what I did it for. Yeah. I didn't flash my money for nothing. Yeah. I didn't buy all these bottles for yeah, nothing. This is the, this is the peacock. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is the I'm, I'm yeah. railing it in. Exactly. It's the peacock dancing with the feathers. Yeah. So Jesus, we can even learn from him, because I think the whole subject really is since you're interested in his humanity, understanding what we can gain from him and the fact that he understands us. And he says that he was tempted like us, yet he knew no sin. And that part really stuck out to you mm-hmm. is the fact that he could know all of this, mm-hmm. experience all of this, feel all of this, but not allow all of that to take over him. Yeah. Because ultimately even when when he was fresh out the gate and he was about to start his ministry, 
it's you know you've heard the stories where Satan told him turn the stones into bread, mm-hmm. and Jesus said. Man can't live by bread alone, mm-hmm. but by every word to proceed. Satan was telling him, like, you have the power yeah. to take these stones and turn them into bread. You don't have to sit in the wilderness and not eat for 40 days and 40 nights, yeah. which is what he was doing. Yeah. He was like, you have the power to fix this. Yeah. So let's fix it. And Jesus was like, And that's nah. another thing. He got tempted, you know, by yeah. the devil face to face. Yes. Yeah, so... And so, and then literally about like Satan did, he didn't want to give him bread. He wanted him to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, in that same sense, as if we're looking at ourselves as just the same human that Jesus was, yeah. a lot of times we have to know that just because we have the power to, to do, do something, something. Yeah. doesn't mean that we do it. Yeah. And I think men deal with that greatly, humans in general, but I yeah. think men mostly. Yeah. It's like everything that we don't do is because we can't do. Yeah. And if we can, we most likely will. We most likely will. Yeah. And we will do it to death. Oh, yeah. Until we can't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the reason Viagra exists. Mm-hmm. It's like, nothing's going to stop me from doing what I want. Mm-hmm. Even this crazy body. Like, you look mm-hmm. at your body, like, you're failing me right now. Mm-hmm. Yo, like, do what you're supposed to do. And it's like, I don't got it no more. And you're like, okay, we're going to get you a pill. We're mm-hmm. going to make sure this thing goes on because. If we can't do it, that's the only reason we don't. Yeah. But Jesus had the power. He did, he he wasn't hungry because he had no means to get food. Yeah. He was hungry because he chose to be. Yeah. Think about that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times we lonely not because we choose to be, but because we are. Yeah. I want to do stuff cuz I choose to be. You know what I'm saying? I, I just sometimes I just do that just to know that I am I am in control. Mm-hmm. I have the money to buy something, but won't. I want it. I have the means to get it, mm-hmm. and no one is stopping me. Mm-hmm. So what stops me? And sometimes I just do that to exercise discipline. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. I don't want it. No. Or I want it. I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, but yeah. just having that wherewithal that we're we're doing like Jesus did. Th- mm-hmm. Those are simple things I pick up from just as we talk about them. I'm just thinking about like that. Like, yeah, he told him, turn the stones into bread because Satan knew he had the gift to do it and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times our temptations is always coming from not just Satan, but people who want us to do things that they can't do. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Know so you yeah, had your man be like, yo, we should go out. Why is he sitting in front of you talking about we should go out? Probably because you got a car. Mm-hmm. Probably because you got the money. Mm-hmm. Probably because you can pull the, the certain women that he can't pull. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's reasons to why people want us to do things. Yeah. I'm always weird. Like I was telling you about the Instagram, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm always weird when people telling me to do something and why. Yeah. Like, what do you get out of it? Yeah. Don't tell me you're doing this out of the kindness of your heart. I just, I, I don't believe people can do that. <laughs> just like off the strength of just them. Mm-hmm. You would have to like show me like that you're like Jesus. It got to be something in it for you. Yeah, yeah. It has to be something. So there was another scripture, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. 
So it's like he made us, he made Jesus like us mm -hmm. so that we would have an opportunity to be like him. Mm -hmm. So that's why it was interesting that you said that. Uh, oh, that's why he made him that way. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like I could make him just an extension of me, you know, like the Holy Spirit or whatever. Yeah. Come down, yeah. do a stuck thizzle. Yeah. I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the 90s. <laughs> I know, yeah, it was crazy. Do his thing. Uh-huh. Man, I got in the time machine real quick. But do his thing and then just be done with it. But no, he yeah. wanted him to be the propitiation of our sin or the, the replacement of us. So in yeah. order for humans to be redeemed, you had to have a perfect being to redeem it's almost like theatrical like yeah. you just think about it, like i gotta make him like them for real yeah so that they can see so they what can i really, want so them they can to really be. feel it yeah. yeah he gotta be human right yeah. and it's yeah, a lot of ways like this is this is something that a lot of people don't think about when they talk about what would jesus do people do have a fantastical connection to jesus mm -hmm. but i think it's cool to think about his humanity in these moments and use that as motivation well I've always unknowingly I've always done that mm -hmm. like I've even though you know you know that he's God or extension of God or whatever yeah. I have always looked at him as human just a perfect human yeah just a human that you know did no sin and the Bible wants us to Because yeah. it always beats us over the head with it It mm -hmm. tells us like Jesus is the word made flesh mm -hmm. Or you see all these scriptures That are representative of Who he was as a man yeah. And why they want us to notice If it doesn't matter The man of Christ matters is Just as much as the deity of Christ It's like uh, Mark 6 and 3 says uh, Jesus showed up to his hometown And they said Is not this the carpenter So that's who that he was to these people mm -hmm. It's like they could only see his humanity Why? Because they seen him when he was a kid mm -hmm. You imagine that Like that underscores what you were saying About him being a human Like I don't care what anybody say I know Stuart since he was little mm -hmm. So you could come back to me And you could be the president of the United States Yeah Everybody else is like treating you all special And I'm like yeah, I used to cut this dude hair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I didn't fought with this dude. Like, I know who he is. Like, I'm not calling you Mr. President. Right. Like, what's up, Stu? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's how these people was treating Jesus because of his humanity. Right. So when they look, the first thing he says isn't is not this the carpenter. And we say that Jesus is a carpenter, but ultimately, if you look at um, deep into the words and stuff like that, this is just a pro tip for people. Uh, the word that they're using is more craftsman. Mm -hmm. So they was probably meant that he was, it's, it's not that he was dealing in carpentry, mm -hmm. but he was doing something with his hands. Mm -hmm. So he could have been a mason. Building stuff, fixing he, stuff. He, he, right. We don't know, but all we know is that from the age of fifteen and on, he was working with his hands. Mm. So even in that sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you think about it, like God punished us when we left Eden, and He told Adam and Eve He gave them their own punishments. But the punishment He gave Adam was 
that he would have to work by the sweat of his brow. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's so interesting that they called Jesus the second Adam mm -hmm. and he still had to go get a job. But. Like he couldn't be like Tommy out here. <laughs> like he still had to have a trade or a skill mm. that he was using to function and support and help his family. Mm. Like that's that's even powerful. Yeah. Cause you think about it like, I don't well, you may not know this, but I give you some insider sharing about like people in church. Like people who say they want to be a minister or a pastor, mm. like they don't want to work. Yeah. Like their whole goal is to be full-time ministry. Yeah. Like they can't wait to take their black and white shirt off and throw it at their manager at Foot Locker <laughs> and say, I'm out. Like mm -hmm. my church is making me a full-time minister. Yeah. It's a it's a goal of theirs, but I don't think that they, they understand. A lot of times people think like, God put on my heart to teach the gospel. Then teach it. Yeah. And you can still go to work yeah. and have a skill because Jesus did. That And he had a skill mm. Like you know what I'm saying like People make it into a career Instead yeah. of like just uh, Just teaching I'm curious about that yeah. Curious about that Even when people say they retiring Like I don't It's not that type of thing yeah. In my head I could be wrong And somebody could enlighten me But I'm just saying for me It's kind of weird Because Jesus wasn't worried about pensions Yeah Wasn't worried about severance packages yeah. He was just Doing his father's work mm. And his father's work Is not like doing Fortune 500 work Yeah it ain't not You really retire from yeah. yeah You know what I'm saying So It's interesting that He had a job A trade A skill mm. So You know A lot of times People's perception Of Christianity But too. also If you think of it deeper It's like mm -hmm. Maybe It's to prove That you can do both That's what I was about to you say You know Like it's not he had a job too Because yeah. we make excuses Oh I'm tired from work And I ain't got time For church or whatever Dang. But it's like Alright he had a job he had And a he job. did this When he was off And we know that he did Because even when he was 12 He went to the synagogues And started teaching And talking And have conversations He wasn't just teaching mm. He was also going there Asking questions mm. He was learning But he was discoursing With these men And this is where He wanted to be yeah. And when his parents came and found him, and he said, they said we was looking all over. He like, why was y'all looking? Yeah. They, they, you guys should have known this is where I was. Yeah. So think about it. That type of mentality at twelve, he didn't start to to have disciples and do all of that stuff until he was thirty. Mm -hmm. So from twelve to thirty or fifteen to thirty, mm -hmm. some people debate when that actual when happened. Started, yeah, yeah, yeah. But from fifteen to thirty, at least close to two decades, this man did something for a living. Yeah. Outside of supporting his family, like you said, he was avid about growing in the word. There are multiple times, and I put these in here. You guys can go to Luke chapter two. And read the whole chapter But there's specific times I want to note um, In chapter 2 verse 40 He says And the child grew And became strong Filled with wisdom And the favor of God Was upon him So like This young man Is constantly growing In wisdom mm. And like you said He was growing In a skill too He had enough of a skill That these people Looked at him and said This is the The craftsman mm. And they remarked That's the first thing They remarked about them. Think about the, when you see somebody The first thing you remark about them. Yeah it's normally what they do It's what, what they do Or what they're defined at Or what they're good at yeah. So when they looked at this man They said 
That's what he good at. That's what we know him as. He probably yeah. did work at their houses. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for them to look at him that way, but then people remark, this child grew and became strong and was filled with wisdom. And then that's not the only time they said that. You go down to verse 52 and it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. He constantly was growing, mm-hmm. not just as a human, but he was growing in wisdom. And then in stature, that means he was growing in people's perception of him. Mm. Like his reputation was getting starting to spread. That this dude wasn't just a craftsman. Like mm. he knew some stuff. Yeah. Like his name was starting to ring bells. Yeah. So you think about it like that should be how we are. We, like you said, like we grow just from the fact of just existing on earth. Mm. But in order to grow like he did, we would have to do the things he did. And like you said, he spent his time, we know, perfecting a skill, number one, and then perfecting his growth in God by going to the synagogue, reading and talking with people and growing. So this was a wise man and a skilled man. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a man, I should be both wise and skilled. Yeah. Don't you? you Me too. Yeah. 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 We should be both wise and skilled. I want to have... I want to take time and learn a skill where people look at me and say, they remark about who I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But also, they remark about who I am in God. I want people to see both of those things. I don't want to be either or. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people I feel, and this is just me and some people can disagree with me, but I feel I grew up in a time where people hid in church because we weren't successful in secular worlds Right Do you know what I'm saying Like yeah. You get boo-booed on so At your job So it was an excuse Like uh, I, I suck out there Yeah So I'm gonna come in here And be somebody Yeah I'm just keeping it real No like, no I know people who do that Yeah Like yeah. You trash at work But you the deacon at church Yeah You know what I'm saying you wear that Like it's a badge Like Exactly That's where you That's where you get your rocks off it, it, Yeah 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 Exactly but honestly, I think that's poison. Me too. I think it's poison because that's not what we're we're supposed to be. Because then it turned into a popularity contest or a fan. Like you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, whatever. you come like you think it's it's like going to a methadone clinic. Yeah. So these people are better because they taking a different drug. Yeah. So I don't take crack no more. What you take? Methadone. Right. It's just a replacement. They try and wean you off of a drug with a drug, but you still not clean. Mm-hmm. People will say they clean and still taking methadone. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, man, I'm two weeks clean. Nah, you still leaning. Like, you still standing out in front of the methadone clinic every morning, mm-hmm. like trying to get a new drug. Mm-hmm. That's how people use church. Yeah. Church is not your methadone to replace the crack of this world. Right. And I think people need to realize That's why I hate big churches And all of that stuff Uh, Because it turned into a fashion show It turned into an event You got big screens And singing and dancing It's a mockery to me It is a mockery And I I think that we We can look at Christ And see how it's supposed to be done Like we don't have to not engage with the world The world should remark about our skill Mm -hmm. But they should also Remark about who we are in God and because they only saw one side of him, mm-hmm. he said, I can't go back there. All right. And he didn't go back. He took offense. 
He said, I can't go back there because they only see one side of me. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to see one side of me. I don't, even with my clients, you know, Stu, you don't really be around, around you know, when I'm working. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Antoinette can attest to it. Philip can attest to it. When I'm working even, if I find an opportunity to share the whole of who I am, mm-hmm. I do. Right. And a lot of my clients, like, they, they know who I am. They know I'm a minister. They, mm-hmm. they. I don't hide Facebook from them. I don't mm-hmm. hide Instagram from them. Mm-hmm. So, like when I put up something about my mom on Mother's Day, mm-hmm. like they would, it was all biblical, and they just was read it, and they were able to be inspired or touched by it. Because guess what? These are the people that go to those big churches. Mm-hmm. These are people who say they're Christians, mm-hmm. but struggle with the reality of what that is because they caught up in that poison. Mm-hmm. So why not? I want to be a light to them. I want to make. I want to be like Christ. I want to grow strong in my skills. Mm-hmm. I want people to be like, "Wow, he's talented." Mm-hmm. But then I want them to see, like, "Yo, he's talented and he loved God." Mm-hmm. That's why people got excited with Steph Curry when he was like, "Oh, he's a Christian." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they start realizing he, you know, <laughs> when you go, you up three one in the finals, yeah. and then you, you lose. All of a sudden, you see my man cussing. Like, yeah. okay, he ain't. Yeah. Ain't all the Christian you think he is right. You know what I mean But people were excited to even have a glimmer of hope That somebody could be just as skillful Or as talented in one realm And then grow and be talented in another Yeah, because most people one trick ponies That's why yeah. It's just amazing if you got Just a, a, a a part B to just to you if you yeah. just got two things going on. Yeah, yeah. If people think you're deep, yeah. If you just if you, like the the bar is so low, to when when women say men are men of God, like, it be just off a of quote the scripture. Sometimes though. I post, you know, when I'm in church or whatever. I remember one time, and it's a funny story, but like I had went to the strip club on Saturday. And I posted it, but then I went to church the next morning, and and everybody was like, "You go to church?" It just was funny, like to me. I'm like, yeah, I go to church. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but people, most people assume like I didn't, or that I don't have a part B, like yeah. another side. Well, it, it, interestingly enough, you talk about that because that kind of shifts us to this weird point that you look at. What Jesus is trying to show us Like he starts as a human And he slowly takes himself back To what he's intended to be Mm -hmm. So like that never leaves him And then it becomes his primary thing So you're saying Because clearly it's possible I mean and I think about that too Is it possible to be 100% without sin? And then I think the closer you are, the less human you are. Absolutely. Now you get what I'm saying. Like the more he grew, mm-hmm. he, you don't grow like that and not show like that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like we're missing that element. Like we are these multifaceted beings, but it got to a point where he wasn't content in just being carpenter. Mm-hmm. Like it, at one point, that's all he was. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he was okay with it. But as he grew in his understanding, his wisdom, now it was enough that if they only going to see this one side of me, then now I don't want to, I don't really, I can't do what I'm here to do now. Do you remember um, 
the Matrix when they made like that animated like Matrix Chronicles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like this animated thing. And it was like uh, this track runner. You remember? Yeah, yeah. He was running and he just was pushing himself, pushing himself to beat this score that's like a human can't run this fast. Yeah. And then he pushed himself, pushed himself, and then he hit it and then he, he ended bust up breaking out, the, he bust out, out the Matrix. matrix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I kind of equate. Like, if you really did it, if you really, you know, did it with your did whole heart. What, yeah, did what yeah. what Jesus was doing. Like what you would break I, out. I of guess the that's what it would feel yeah, like. That's what he was doing. Yeah. He was he was in a rock and a hard place in the sense that he was human, but he was moving towards doing something superhuman. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're being tasked to do. Yeah. We're being tasked to be human, but be superhuman. Right. To supersede our humanity. Right. That's basically what that means. Yeah. And that's the question we should ask ourselves every day. Yeah. Can I supersede my humanity? Oh, you could say, how human are you? Because the closer you get away from it, you're less and less human. And people remind you of that, too. Yeah. And I think that's what bothered him is that they tried to remind him that he was human. Yeah. And he was trying to help them understand he was more than a human. Yeah. And we're supposed to emulate Christ in that way. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be less human. Yeah. And you know what people say? And a lot of times it used to, I'm, I'm sharing, be honest, since you sharing, you know, you went to strip club, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be honest and say it sometimes it bothers me when people remark that I move in a very robotic way. Mm-hmm. Or did I move in a way that seems less human? Mm. You take all the joy out of life. Mm. And it used to bother me. I used to become very self-conscious about it because for some reason, I always felt like, well, I want to still be human. I want to laugh. I want to have fun. I want to be enjoy able to the, enjoy yeah. humanity and have, be in conversations and stuff. But I realized, like, I don't know if we are able to really be Engaged in those human affairs And grow beyond the humanity It's like you want to be a part of something That you know hurts you in the long run Yeah, My humanity hurts me in the long run yeah. It has bright moments mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But it has bad moments It's like just being a guy mm-hmm. I used to hate being a guy when I was a kid Because one simple thing My dad said only the boys can take the trash out <laughs> <laughs> And so my sisters, it'd be like pitch black in the dark. And you open the door, you just see rats scurrying and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, I had older sisters. So I'm like, can y'all come out here with me? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm scared. And they're like, nope. <laughs> Dad said, only boys take trash. I'm like, oh, y'all get, that's not fair. Yeah. Like, why do I have to be that? But ultimately, like, if I say I want to be like Christ, then I have to be that. Yeah. I can't say I want to be like Christ and then still retain a part of my humanity that hurts me in the long run. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? There's parts of being a guy that's cool. Yeah. Like once I realized girls had to go on their cycle. Yeah, I was like, thank God for that. I ain't got that. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what's up. Yeah. You Dodge know? that bullet. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm a dude. I'm a guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like I would go out to play. I trade trash for that. Yeah. Any day. Any day. <laughs> I go out to play ball and stuff and we would be wrestling. But when my sisters would try to play ball with us or try to wrestle, that my mother would be like, girls don't do that stuff. We don't 
nope, come on in. And I would laugh, like, ah, y'all don't get to do this fun thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that we say we want all of the things that come with being a Christian. We don't want the sucky parts. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to give up the stuff that. We don't want to take the trash out. Yeah. (laughs) We don't want to take the trash out of our lives, Stuart. Yeah. We hate that part. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I told you that you could be this... But, I mean, that's what people do. Like, honestly, that's what I do. People pick and choose how seriously they're going to take it or how devoted they're going to be to it. Because we say things like, Stuart, you'll say, if I ask you right now, do you want wisdom? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And even the way you say it, it's like very unenthusiastic. It's like, if I ask you, did you want... I always have a thirst for knowledge. I always like to... You know me I, Yeah I, but not knowledge But the wisdom to To move in the world In a way That Is powerful Right Do you know what I'm saying That where Life isn't happening to you But you are handling life mm-hmm. A lot of people Are just being manhandled By life mm-hmm. It's just slapping them around mm-hmm. But people with wisdom Like we're able to handle Certain situations Like Solomon had two women Both of them said That was his kid, their kid I remember that story Yeah, yeah. But his wisdom He was able to deal With that situation Seemed like something like Okay that's him Until you dealing With women Yeah And you dealing With situations Where they're They're not being honest mm. And they're trying To manipulate Your emotions mm. Like those two women were Both mm. of them crying Over one child mm. And then you're like Man I wish I had wisdom To know how to deal With women mm. Not, and I'm not for those that are listening. I'm not saying women are manipulative, but I'm saying women are manipulative <laughs> <laughs> in the same respect. But but having wisdom—that's one of my favorite stories from the Bible. It should be. It is. It's, it's a highlight of wisdom. Yeah. But you can't say you want wisdom and then not want what wisdom calls for. Yeah. So like that same wise man named Solomon was told to not mess with certain women, mm-hmm. and he did. Yeah. And they turned their heart his they turned his heart away from God. Yeah. But he didn't understand. You don't get to be the wise man and not have to obey everything that includes being wise. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Yeah. It's like I love being in the presence of wisdom. Yeah. But I also love being at a strip club. Yeah. Which one am I willing to keep? And which one will I willing to let go? Because if I told you that being around that environment is not putting yourself in the best place to continue to grow in wisdom, mm-hmm. and you would have to choose. No, it's just not wise, period. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, even that financially, financially all of that stuff. Yeah. But I'm just going off the spiritual part, man, because yeah. I can give you a case for just secularly why that. You know, isn't beneficial, but just from the spiritual aspect, if I told you that you had to sacrifice your wisdom for your willy, mm-hmm. would you sacrifice your willy? And a lot of people don't. No. But that's like it. I said, like most of us pick and choose what we want to take from it. Which of the Ten Commandments we want to follow? Yeah, most of us is one or two. Right, and then uh. the crazy thing is, is that you know. I wish we only had to follow the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Now we got to follow Christ. Yeah. It's a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's he gives us that example, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, they, they then uh, remarked, and I'm still Mark 6 and 3, they remarked that 
aren't you the son of Mary, the brother of James and Jose and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense. Like, we're always connected to our families, too. And like Jesus was annoyed by that because he was more than his family. Mm -hmm. Like he always was trying to show them the distinction. Like Joseph, his father is in front of him and he says, why are you here? And he's like, I'm about my father's business. Mm -hmm. Like that's a, that's a stepdad move. He just put on him. Mm -hmm. He might as well just say, called him his first name. Like mm -hmm. I'm here because of my father, Joseph. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times it's hard for us to even reconcile like Jesus made a distinction between what was happening on earth and what was happening in heaven. Mm -hmm. And he cared about what was happening in heaven more than what was happening on earth. Yeah. And that's something else we have to aspire to. Yeah. It's like a lot of times the other day you were upset mm -hmm. and I'm trying to calm you down by reminding you of things that don't matter on earth, mm -hmm. but they matter in heaven. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't want to hear that when what's happening on it's, earth is happening right now. It's happening right now. Yeah. And it makes me feel away. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But when we talk about Jesus, we talk about a person who walked on earth, but his head was in the clouds. Yeah. Constantly was at a place where he was able to think on a higher level. We say we want to think higher. In order for us to think on a higher level, we would have to have our head in the clouds in that sense. So that's just something to think about, too. And you, you cool with that? That makes no, sense? No, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else here? Um, Ephesians 4.13 says, Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So remember, in the other scripture, it said that he grew in stature. You know, stature is reputation and all of that. It's now this scripture is telling us that we have to measure up to the stature of Christ. So imagine for a second, Michael Jordan got kids, right? Mm. We just brought Michael Jordan up. So this is it's fine. Yeah. We we'll use this. His, son, His sons ain't match up to the stature. They yeah. haven't matched, matched, measured up. And one of them is a junior. Yeah. One of them is Michael Jordan Jr. Mm -hmm. Now, People can feel bad for him and say, oh, man, it your sucks. whole life, you got to live in the shadow of your father. Your father. Yeah. Like when people walk up to him, they don't say carpenter. You know what they say? You Jordan's son. Yeah. It's like, my, uh, uh, can you acknowledge me? Mm. In that way, it's always it's weird with Jesus. He, he in the other way, people will look at him and he always is trying to remind him that he's only here because of his father. Yeah. Like he's constantly trying to let them know it's not me. It's like, it's, it's God. He said, even when he was speaking, he's like, it's not me, it's God. One dude said he was good. He said, why you call me good? He says, none good but the father. Mm -hmm. So in that way, can you imagine if Michael Jordan was running around and everybody was asking for his autograph, he was like, <sighs> Y'all need to ask for my my father's autograph. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Yeah. It, it'd be weird. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cute. But can I have your autograph? Because yeah. it's hard for people to see past the celebrity of Christ. Right. Same way it's hard for us to see past us. Right. And see that our focus should be on God and pointing to him and focused on measuring up to him. 
Yeah. All Jesus cared about was measuring up to his dad. Yeah. All we supposed to care about is measuring up to him. Mm-hmm. And what that means. So like, it's not something we can answer right now, but I, I just want you to think about it and I'm talking to you, but tell everybody that's listening, what is that thing to measure up to? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if his son tried to be like his dad, what would be the things he would have to do for us to say he exceeded his father or measured up to him? Yeah. What would he have had to do? What would Michael Jordan Jr. had uh, you to can, do? Uh, you can use LeBron because, I mean, that's the, probably the most relevant. LeBron ain't measure up. So we know <laughs> MJ Jr. ain't no yeah. close. So we saying, so, dang, yeah, that's an interesting point. So we saying, even if Michael Jordan Jr. had a career in basketball mm-hmm. like LeBron, yeah. people would still say, you ain't Michael Jordan. Right. And, how, and that shows you, like, because really, how close is it? And it's still an argument. Yeah, it's, like it's pretty close. It's like splitting hairs. It is splitting hairs. I think it's a few things of the uh, percentage of finals losses, yeah. losses in the finals like mm-hmm. every time he went to the finals he won mm-hmm. every time you go to the finals you might not win yeah. there's times you didn't win even though you've been there more times yeah even though you probably obliterate when you're done every title that Michael every stat held, line. every stat line yeah <laughs> but it will always be almost neck and neck mm-hmm. just because of that quibble about that one thing and then in the interesting respect of that we can, because of LeBron, see what it means to be close to that or to eclipse. Yeah. But that's that's not what LeBron is chasing. Yeah. He's not trying to chase Jesus. Uh, he's not trying to chase Jesus. <laughs> he's not trying to chase Michael Jordan. I'm pretty sure he's just focused on trying to create his own thing. I think he. he you think you he, say he's chasing Michael Jordan ghosts, but. T- that analogy just kind of means like even if you LeBron level chasing God, it just shows you like you still but got a ways you, to but, go. But wouldn't you rather be LeBron? LeBron. Oh, for sure. <laughs> than yeah. Michael Jordan for Jr. Sure. Not no knock on Michael Jordan Jr. if he ever listens to this podcast. Yeah. But it's just the reality is that we should think about what it takes to measure up to Christ. It takes LeBron level It would take LeBron level faith Faith Yeah It would take LeBron level discipline Right Do you know what I'm saying It would take LeBron level Studying Of the word Yeah Do you know what I'm saying Like And it's interesting We talk about that And there's scriptures That talk about um, That we should master Ourselves But To be a master of something You have to put time in mm-hmm. So you think about that Like You look at a a person who's a master of the craft. I always think of Peyton Manning. Right. And I look at how he was a student of the game. And then I was watching that documentary and he was like, he knew all the history of football, like stuff that we don't care about. We just think all it's about is learning how to play Mm -hmm. and then keep practicing, practicing. But most of us approach life like Allen Iverson. Mm Mm-hmm. We like practice. Yeah, it's just like when you tell people about Sunday school or church. It'd be like church. Yeah, we talk about church. Yeah, 
not not living nothing. We just talk about church, and a lot of people look at it that way. They say, and "Yeah, because you think what you're doing is good enough." Well, yeah, that's what Alan Iverson. I ain't out here killing people. Yeah. I'm not out here sleeping around with nobody. I'm not out here doing drugs. I'm not doing none of that stuff. I'm a good person. Yeah. So what I need church for? Right. If every time I'm presented with a situation, I kill it. Right. Now this is being said by a person who has how many ch- uh, titles? None. None. Yeah. No titles. Because you ain't work as hard as Kobe. And, and none of the reporters would have ever said that to him. Right. But I would have loved for one of them to. Like, like, why no, you I just you got a quick question. <laughs> just yeah. a quick question. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hear what you're saying about practice. That's wild. I don't know why they was mad either. But um, how many titles you got? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Maybe you're not going as hard as you think you are. Yeah. And that's all of us. We're not going as hard as we think we and are. And, bro, let's imagine for a second that Allen Iverson didn't need practice. Yeah. But his teammates did. Yeah. And because he didn't show up, they didn't take it serious either, even though they could really use the practice. Yeah. But he didn't show up. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. we dare for somebody other than ourselves. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I think uh, we're making this into a basketball thing. <laughs> but I think about uh, Kobe Bryant. And somebody, one of his old teammates asked him, like, what, it, what stood out to you about Kobe Bryant? And he said, one time he came to practice early. And he beat Kobe there. Mm-hmm. And Kobe, the whole time, he just was staring at him. And it bothered him. Mm-hmm. He's like, the next day he came early. And Kobe was there earlier than him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, don't do that to me. And he was like, you're not going to do that to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the first here. Yeah. N- nobody on this team is going to beat me, mm-hmm. even in coming to practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like That mentality, it yeah. stood out to that young man. Yeah. He was nowhere near Kobe Bryant. Yeah. But it incited him to know the level in which he'd have to and go. what it takes to be. And what it takes to be. Yeah. Everybody just be like, oh, Black Mamba and all this stuff. Like, nah, nah it took it, some. It's a whole lot of work. It took work. And that's people get caught up in, like, the finished product, not what it take to get to it. And a lot of times, that's what's so cool about this conversation, people get so enamored with who Jesus is. Yeah. They don't know what it took to get there. Yeah. That's why, and that's why all this stuff stuck out, stuck out to me yeah. this week. It's because... This is the shoot. Like I said, I always yeah. <laughs> I always wonder when it started and you know, did he know who he was and how old was he when he knew? Yeah. So And when you get your answer. Yeah, to, he knew. to think at twelve, like he knew. Oh, nigga, I'm, I mean <laughs> I'm Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, I'm, a, I'm about my father's business yeah. already. Like he already knew. That's that's amazing. It's crazy. And to know that it's reality because there's kids like um, I know somebody he's a neurologist but he always said he was going to be a doctor that's yeah. all he ever said like it's almost like he called his shot yeah. but in a way we can that's not an anomaly yeah. the same way he can use his determination and his confession and keep his confession to walk that out mm-hmm. the same way we're supposed to be able to do that with our salvation right. we're supposed to be able to say I'm, I'm I'm like Christ now. And so I can know no sin. Yeah. It's not a question. The question is, are we willing to put in the practice? Yeah. And if you're not, then yeah, you can you can talk that talk like Alan Iverson, but 
when it comes time to show, you ain't, you ain't got nothing to show. Yeah. Even now, like we can laud and applaud his singular achievements, mm-hmm. but he will always have that looming over. Yeah, you ain't reached the pinnacle. You didn't reach the pinnacle because it takes more than just you to reach it. Yeah. Takes what are you willing to do for the people around you? And that's how Christ was. That's why before he left, he gathered up 12 men mm-hmm. and showed them how to be like him. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to do the same thing. After we get ourselves to a point and grow to a stature, mm-hmm. we're supposed to surround ourselves with people and show them how to be like him. Yeah, That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? You, you around me. You mm-hmm. can attest to it. Yeah, There's a certain way that I move that's rather boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I lead a boring life. You always ask me, what am I doing? You already know the answer to it. Mm-hmm. It's one of three things. Mm-hmm. I'm either sleeping, working, mm-hmm. or teaching. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the midst of that, and nobody ever knows, because people always ask me, when do you find time to study? Mm-hmm. That happens on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get in where you fit in. <laughs> exactly. And so think about it. How many times have you said, yo, how long are you going to yeah, be in Yeah, you still in there? Yeah. Now true. you know. Now I know. <laughs> Air drying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the reality is, is, for me, it seems like I'm sacrificing my humanity. Mm-hmm. But I share it with people all the time. Like, this just may be my life. Yeah. And maybe it's not for everybody Well if you like this more Then it ain't a sacrifice Yeah just, You know I always consider it a sacrifice Because there's still that Frosted side of you mm. You know We talk about uh, Frosted many weeks <laughs> It's the healthy side mm. But then it's the other side That's like you know, I would enjoy if I did this Right 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 Or at least if I experienced some things Some right. things I think about Just the fact that I haven't Had those experiences Alright that's how I think But then I realize like What am I trying to experience And what does that experience Add to my wisdom And what would I be the person I am now If I partook in those experiences Especially knowing the type of humans we are Mm. We don't really live in a place where we experience something that feels good once and yeah. say Ariva Dirty. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Once we experience it once and it, it feel great. It becomes a part of we, us. We like it when we had a good bar, but we like, can I get your number so I can set up more appointments? <laughs> That's how we always said, like, yo, yo, that was that that sex was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh when can we do this again? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. drug that drug was crazy. Mm-hmm. Nobody took heroin once. And was like, yo, yeah, I tried it. It was amazing, but I'm not going to do it no more. If somebody tried it once and stopped, it's because the experience was bad. Yeah. Nobody had a great experience and did it once. I never went to a bomb restaurant was like, never going back there again. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. So knowing that, I'm always cautious about my experiences because I don't know what my experiences will create in my habits. And a lot of our habits are created out of what? New experience. Yeah. Certain things that um, I know that there are addictive elements to my psyche. Just off the fact, if I taste a cookie and it's good, I might crush that whole, <laughs> that whole joint right <laughs> be gone. And sometimes I sit and look at it and be like, that's crazy. 
Imagine if that was a 12 pack. Mm-hmm. Or imagine if that was like drugs. Mm-hmm. Or imagine if that was women. Like, where would I be? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I see the product of eating like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would the product of all that stuff be? Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. And I think about those things whenever I feel like I missed out on experiences. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I share it with people all the time, but I'll share it with you. I never shared it with you. And probably these podcasters haven't listened to every episode. Is like, there's a place like Hawaii. And there's 7 billion people in the world. And most of those, like, I think 30-something thousand die every day. Really? This is crazy, yeah. It's a crazy number. You got to mm-hmm. go look up statistics. I'm a little shaky on it. But I know for sure it's like 7 billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. Most of those 7 billion will never see the beauty of Hawaii. Yeah. And they won't die sad because of it. Mm. You won't see somebody on their deathbed like, I never got to see Hawaii. Never got to see Hawaii. Yeah. But you know what I've heard people say to me? What? Like, yo, it's crazy. You might die a virgin. Yeah. It's, it's like, it makes me take a step back. I'm like, yo, is that so bad? That's only for you. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, but some people think like that. Mm-hmm. Everything this God created is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Seven billion people in the world. You think people don't die having never had sex? Yeah. I wouldn't be the first one. Yeah. I promise you. you. You think people don't die having never seen Hawaii or never drunk alcohol mm-hmm. or never, you know, whatever. whatever I don't know. Yeah. Experiences are there but they don't always have to be our experiences Mm. and when i experience christ there's people who don't want to experience him and they'll die never experience him Mm. but to experience him and have him in my life it means enough that i'm willing to forfeit every other experience no different than those he walks up to those dudes who are fishermen Mm -hmm. and you don't just wake up one day and be a fisherman they had to train for that yeah. They had to go through a lot of stuff. And then a man just walk up to you and say, hey, Stu, you know that skill you had that you trained and learned to do? Mm-hmm. I want you to give up all that. I'm going to give you a whole new skill. Mm-hmm. They did it. Mm-hmm. Just turned and followed them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how I am. A lot of ways, like, I learned and picked up a lot of things. I got a lot of experiences. I got a lot of t- skills and talents. But I feel like all of that stuff is up for for letting it go mm-hmm. just for the sake of having this new experience that none of those experiences could ever give me. Yeah. Cause I'm talented. I have skills, but those skills didn't matter when I was depressed. Yeah. Like people would come in my room when I was depressed, like sleeping the whole day, never even got up except for to go to the bathroom and people would come sit at the edge of my bed and they would say, but you got so much to live for. You know how talented you are? Mm. I'm like, if you don't shut up and get out of my room, that talent don't mean nothing. Nothing. Nothing to me. Nothing. So that's, you know, when I think about all of those things, like it came to a point in Jesus' life where he like, carpentry don't mean nothing to me. (laughs) It doesn't mean anything. You know what I'm saying? It's going to come to a point in LeBron life where he like, basketball don't mean Nothing. nothing. Yeah. And I think that that's that segue is like we it's cool to look at Jesus the human because it helps us know our starting point. Mm. But looking at Jesus, the Christ helps us know how we should finish. 
So just something to think about. I think it was a dope conversation. No, nah, it was, it, was good. It, uh, it was heavy with the uh, basketball. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> we turned into doggone GSPN, yeah. but it's all good, you know. Uh, analogies are good. Yeah, analogies are always like good. Um, before we close out, I did have some a point that I I shared with somebody. I want to share it in this podcast. Um, like even to the concept of living in this world as a human. And so there's a particular passage of scripture, and I don't know if you heard this story, but the dudes came up to Jesus and was like, the they they do we pay taxes? Cause they asking me for taxes. And Jesus was like, we don't pay taxes because we we not from this kingdom. Yeah. He said, but since they bothering you about it, yeah. he went and grabbed a fish. Mm-hmm. He dug in the fish's mouth, pulled out a coin. Wow. And this is the part that kicked me in the gut too. Jesus handed him the coin and said, pay your taxes and mine's. <laughs> It's like Jesus like Okay Since I'm doing this Might as well cover my taxes too (laughs) You know what I'm saying Like it's like cool Because Jesus is letting us know Like This stuff matters still Mm. But it don't matter At the same time Yeah It's like It's not our job To worry about Things like taxes And stuff no more Or how we gonna eat Or sleep How we gonna take care of ourselves Yeah That's what I mean about it's cool having a skill until you are relying on your skill to feed you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your skill might not do that. Mm-hmm. Like a dude that played football all his life. That's all he know. Mm-hmm. And some coach come up to him and say, you're not the right fit for our team. Mm-hmm. Like your skill took you as far as it could take, take you. you. Yeah. And that's it. But imagine if you took your life and put it in God's hand. He's more skilled at prospering you than you are at prospering yourself. Yeah. It's just we have to think about that. I'd rather get money out of the fish's mouth than get money from my skill. Yeah. Some people want it the other way. Yeah. They don't want it unless they can get it. Yeah. People say that all the time. Be like, I tried to give somebody money one time. They're like, Nah, I don't take money. Mm. He's like, I, I earn it myself. Mm. He's like, he tried giving me an analogy. He was like, You gotta show me how to fish. Yeah. I'm like bro Just take this fish right there yeah. You know I can show you how to fish But that's gonna take a second Yeah you, at this, Right now You might wanna take This fish sandwich mm-hmm. But some people Are like that They don't understand Like Jesus wants us To put it all In his hands And I don't know Why I shared this But then I realized I'm talking to you And you're at a crossroads When it comes to Your career and stuff mm-hmm. But you don't have to Worry about picking up A skill If you pick up The cross <laughs> you know what I'm saying like and think about that <laughs> so that's episode 84 um real church matters thanks again Stuart that was a cool, no, cool it was a cool conversation that was a good cool. might not be for everybody but um it's for somebody maybe I, I, I'll probably send this to the you know guys whenever I know some guys like yeah just listen to this podcast mm-hmm. it got enough sports in there yeah. you know, real or men. But that's episode 84, Real Church Matters. We gone.